Welcome to the School Communication Scoop by School Webmasters. Today's topic is going to cover the school website and specifically why the first impression is so critical, especially regarding enrollment, engagement, and your school overall reputation. We'll also cover what your school website's purpose is, what should be included, and how you should manage your website on a day-to-day basis. I'm Bonnie Leedy, School Webmaster CEO, and with me today is Jim Leedy, our business development guy. He's the guy who most often gets to tell a school administrator what is wrong with their baby and how they need to fix it. Right, Jim? Yes, thanks for including me. And just to clarify by baby, we're talking about their school's website. Sometimes letting the school know that their adored baby is kind of ugly can be an uncomfortable conversation. And as the only sales guy for the company, I've had the conversation often, usually with the very person whose job we'd be replacing. And that can be a bit awkward. Oh, I'll bet. But today, let's help our listeners know how to avoid the diagnosis and tell them how to fix it. Oh, for sure. I think we sometimes forget that the website is a prospective parent's first impression of the school. Whether we like it or not, it's often quite critical. Yes. Don't you think it has to do with what is known as the halo effect? That's where our first impressions create a perception, whether they're positive or negative, and that causes us to associate other qualities with that original impression. Exactly. Similar to our first impression when we walk into a school's office that's chaotic, disorganized, and our presence is inconvenient and unwelcome. We are likely to jump to the conclusion that the education for our children would be less than stellar. Oh, and that's happened more than once, right? There might be no connection between our front office experience and what's actually happening within the classroom or the interactions with the students, but without an experience that forces us to change our opinion, our future judgments will be influenced by the halo effect. First impressions can change, but not without some sort of concerted effort. Yeah, and schools should really ask themselves what their website's first impression actually is. Exactly. Is it prejudicing the very folks we are trying to attract? Is keeping it attractive and current low on our priority list because everyone's to-do list is longer than the Nile? Or would some initial effort in this area actually shorten some of those to-do lists? Yep, the design, layout, and management of your school's website can create positive and long-lasting first impressions that influence parents' attitudes about the work they're doing at the school, their opinions toward the school staff, and even the enrollment numbers. So step one would be to put your best foot forward. If you're going to a job interview, for example, you prepare to make a good impression by dressing professionally, combing your hair, etc., Your goal is to create a positive social cohesion and to avoid negative impressions leading to biases and other prejudices. Well, schools should consider their website as that job interview. It's just as critical for the school to put its best foot forward as well, and this begins with its appearance. I have four children in the local public elementary school, and honestly, I can't find anything from their website. It would make a good cautionary tale. The site navigation matters. Here's what we recommend to our clients. It must be intuitive. The information a site visitor is looking for must be easy to find, ideally within three clicks. And our recommended page navigation for K-12 schools has been copied by thousands of schools because it's been proven to be logical and clear. So feel free to copy our nearly two decades of experience. It also needs to be consistent from page to page. Don't change up your navigation, even if it seems clever and edgy, or you'll lose and frustrate users. Another design element that's so important and often abused by schools is the layout. Keep your website clean and uncluttered. This means allowing for a generous white space, which just means not crowding a page full of text and images, but allowing enough white space around those elements for ease of reading and to keep your brain from exploding. 
Also, keep the design elements and the colors consistent with your brand across the site. White space, visual, consistent brand, cohesive colors and styles, all of those. Choose and stick with no more than two to four colors. Don't keep changing things up. Step number two, be helpful. Up-to-date content. Step number two, be helpful. Up-to-date content. This seems like such common sense, but we see school websites that are so outdated, it's really embarrassing. Site content needs to be relevant and current. When parents or community need to get information from anything at the school, they should be able to use the school websites as their most reliable resource. Earn their trust and keep it by getting and keeping the website current. Another critical factor to provide is useful and convenient information. What do your site users look for most often? Make that information easy to find. If you're not sure what that information is, ask your staff what questions they get asked most often. And be sure to answer those questions right there on your website. And the hot topic for the last few years, of course, is website accessibility. Having an accessible website means whatever the device your school website should be available and easy to navigate. That means it should be responsive, which is mobile friendly, so you can see it from your cell phone. And it also must be ADA accessible to the estimated 19% of the population who have some form of disability. Also, it's the law. Having the Office of Civil Rights contacting you, getting lawyers involved, and having the threat of losing federal funds hanging over you is no fun. Trust us. We've audited and fixed many school websites who were out of compliance, and it's no picnic at that point. The fixes cost thousands more than the website ever did. And step number three is smile and talk about their needs. Use content and tone that's inviting and conversational. It's a conversation between your school and one site visitor at a time. So make it welcoming. Avoid jargon. Make it engaging. Remember, it's about them and not you. And tell stories. It will be your stories that help parents and prospective staff learn if yours is the school for their children. They will influence, inspire, and engage your visitors. So tell your school stories often and well. And also select word choice wisely. The right words can deliver better customer service and make site visitors feel welcome and engaged, or they can repel and discourage. So don't use educational jargon. Don't make edicts on your website. Make your tone inviting. You can say the same thing positively as you can negatively. I also think it's important for schools to provide proof to their claims. Some examples are to include testimonials from parents, staff, students, and alumni. Create videos to share your stories and successes that help parents envision their child succeeding at your school. Share successful statistics that deliver your promises and goals. Provide stories and photos of successes and progresses on your news page, in your school social media channels, and, and other places. Help them believe that you mean what you say. As you can see from the three steps we just described, there's nothing quick and simple about creating and managing a school website that provides a positive first impression while maintaining that opinion of your school over the long term. It takes planning and a strategy to support your school's mission. One of the first questions I usually ask when I'm talking to a school, who's responsible for the school's website? Often it's just other duties as assigned or given to whoever drew the shortest straw and had an extra prep period. Other times, it's a task given to some department 
other than folks trained in the best practices of communication and website requirements. It is common for public schools to assign this task to the school's technology department or IT director. We really advise against this practice since there isn't a single other industry other than K-12 schools that would ever consider such a strategy. You must match your skill sets with the task and to ask your technology folks to put on that hat of communications, marketing, public relations, and customer service is just unrealistic and it's just silly. Besides, it isn't as if they don't already have enough to do without expecting them to tackle an additional whole field of expertise. Here's what we consider the basic steps involved in an effective website management strategy. First, gather content, informational stories, and successes on a regular basis from those in the trenches who know what's going on. Teachers, office staff, department heads, and principals. Create a process that makes contribution easy and then reward those behaviors. Include or require all grades and areas from athletics and art to kindergarten and the senior class. Everyone that touches the information should be able to get it on the website very easily. Next, they absolutely must update regularly and consistently. If parents go to your website and nothing is new or engaging, they're not going to come back. If your website analytics indicates parents aren't visiting your school website often, then that's on you. It means there is nothing new there to draw them. Create a consistent schedule to keep the information flowing so your site is always current and interesting. Then use your social media to drive them to your website for more details or the rest of the story. And they really need to follow best practices. The ideals for website best practices include regular quality control checks to remove any broken links and outdated information, update staff contacts and check the website for accessibility compliance and correct grammar and spelling mistakes. Maintain a consistent tone of voice and follow a style guide. Ideally, anyone who updates your website or writes content for it should be fully trained, not just on the website software, but in each of the areas we've talked about earlier. One update completed by someone who isn't aware of those important areas can not only take your website out of compliance, making your school a target for accessibility audits, but it can also make a poor impression by introducing errors to your website. Schools really need to consider the website's long-term value. Just like the halo effect can distort reality, so will overlooking the value of the first impression they are making with a poorly designed website and managed school website. The halo effect often creates long-lasting assumptions, from causing witnesses or police to wrongly identify suspects to teachers over or underestimating a student's potential. Absolutely. Recognizing that fact and choosing to use it to our advantage is just smart. None of us wants to make our jobs any more difficult than they need to be, so we really encourage school administrators to take another look at their school's website and consider how it represents their school and their staff. And if you'll indulge me a moment of shameless self-promotion, if you don't like what you see, when evaluating the website's first impression and need help getting the school site that creates a positive halo effect that will benefit the school for years to come, please give me a call or visit schoolwebmasters.com. Just shameless, Jim. Be sure to join us next time here at the School Communications Scoop for more helpful tips on how to improve your school marketing, parent engagement, customer service, and so much more. This is Bonnie and Jim. Until next week.